If you're a woman seeking a safe space to hear genuine conversations about faith, family, mental health, and life as a modern day woman, then you're in the right place. Welcome to the Desiree Ofori podcast. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Desiree Ofori podcast. I'm so glad that you're here. Today we have a special guest. Well, every guest is special, but today we have a special, special guest, Miss Justina Butler from Nashville, Tennessee. She is an emotional resilience coach, and I am so thrilled to have her on today. Thank you, Justina, for being here. Thank you for having me. I'm really, really excited. <laughs> so I came across Justina sometime last year in 2022 and loved everything she was posting. I was beginning to learn more about being a highly sensitive person, just having more insight about not just being a generalized anxious person, that there is more to it. And even with my background in mental health counseling, there are still some specific things that we talk about in general therapy, but there are still some things that we need to dive into a little bit more that are very, uh, how would I say, specialized. And so I always love coming across people who specialize in specific topics because yes, there's general anxiety. Yes, there's general depression, but a lot of these mental health issues and disorders and challenges come from certain things that have happened in our life that we may remember and we may not remember. And so when we come and have children or we have a change in our life or we have, you know, unexpected um, shift in what we're used to in the norm, it can really rattle us and trigger some things that we thought were dormant or didn't even realize were really, really there. And so being able to talk to somebody who specializes in the areas that we struggle with is very, very important and super helpful. So I'm going to tell you guys a little bit about Justina. And then we'll get into our interview for today. So like I said before, Justina Butler is from Nashville, Tennessee. She is an emotional resilience coach for sensitive and ambitious women who are ready to stop drowning in their, emotional, in their emotions and lead their life with more calm and confidence. She has an emotional resilience framework that includes healing root causes of trauma, building secure attachment, creating healthy relationships, learning emotional regulation, learning to communicate effectively, and how to set boundaries. Justina is also trained in somatic attachment therapy, Christian approach to internal family systems, treating complex trauma, and a host of other specialties. She is very well decorated, as they say, for military people. <laughs> she is trained. She knows what she's talking about. She's not just somebody that decided one day, oh, I'm going to learn how to do this and just you know, set up a website and started coaching. She is someone who has done the work, who has done the training, who has done the schooling. And I'm just wanting to emphasize on that because we know there's a lot of coaches out there <laughs> and they all specialize in different things, but it's important to know what those coaches are trained in and to make sure that it is something that is going to help you. And um, I'm just, I wouldn't bring, you guys should know by now, if you don't know, I don't bring anybody, just bring on anybody. I, I bet them. So she's legit. You can trust her. <laughs> so again, thank you, Justina, so much for being here. Do you want to tell us a little bit more about who you are personally or professionally? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's great to be on. Um, I am, I am in Nashville, Tennessee, but I'm from California. Um, so I've lived there, grew up there from five and up and um, I have two kids. I have a 15 year old. He's going to be 15 in, in a couple of months. And then I have an eight year old and, and I've been married for, for just as long. And, um, really how I got into what I'm doing now is I used to work in corporate eight years ago. And, um, I remember being in my car, like, well, first, let me just tell you what the job was. So have you ever heard of SpaceX? Desiree? This sounds familiar. Okay. Elon Musk has a company called SpaceX and they make rockets and then they shoot them out in the space. Right. And so a company that I worked for in Northern California in Sacramento was, um, it was a precision metal manufacturing company. And that just means that we made very intricate, like detailed, uh, little metal parts, like screws, bolts, like all kinds of things that 
a normal general manufacturing company couldn't make because they were the details were so precise. Um, and so I did operations, like I did all the admin operations for that company for about four years. And I remember it was one of the best jobs I've ever had. I got promoted quickly and um, I was making the most money I ever made at that point in my life. And I remember being in my car and just sobbing, like crying because I was so miserable. Like I hated my job and it wasn't the work that I hated. It was, I think just overall the fit wasn't there because I'm more of like a creative and a words person. That was more like reading blueprints, um, coming up with specs, numbers, tech kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's where like a lot of the misalignment was. And so I remember just crying in my car and I was like, if I don't do this, what am I going to do? You know what I mean? Cause I, I had plans. I was going to keep moving up. And um, my boss was like, you could take my spot and all the things. And, and I just, I was so confused. I didn't know what I was going to do. Um, but I knew one thing was that I was absolutely miserable and I didn't want to do what I was doing. And so that led me on to my path of um, entrepreneurship where I went off and I started my own resume writing business writing. So I got to do writing, which is what I love to do. And um, I remember doing the resume writing and then finding out about career coaching. So I went and gotten trained and became a career coach and resume writer for executives in mostly in Silicon Valley. And I did that for seven years. And um, doing that business is what got me on the journey of personal development, right? So becoming the coach, the, the certified coach, and um, really learning how to manage my own self and lead my own self. And um, as I, I, oh gosh, the whole time when I was in that business, I was like a sponge for, for self-help, for personal development, for just really soaking in, like, how do I manage me better? How do I be more productive? How do I, you know what I mean? Be a really good business owner. And um, the way that I am, this is where the ambitious part comes in, is I dive in all the way and uh, just learn as much as I can. And there came a point where it was like, I was doing all the personal development work, but I was still finding myself running into resistance, running into these blocks that I wasn't able to um, break through, through the traditional ways like reading, podcasting. I tried therapy, talk therapy specifically, and um, I even had my own coaches, but there were still blocks that I was going, running into. And um, then I found out about trauma and trauma-informed coaches and trauma-trained therapists, right? And so that's where, when I got the help for myself and was able to drop a lot of my maladaptive behaviors, that's when I was like hooked. I remember after um, the fourth session with my trauma, trauma-trained coach, she, I looked at her, she's like, well, Justina, what do you want to do now? And I was like, I want to do what you're doing. I want to do, she changed my life. I was like, I want to do what you're doing. And I feel like I unlocked like this treasure chest of um, what is missing and what I had been missing throughout all the personal development work that I was doing that really just, it's like this gold that everyone needs to know about because it changed my life so much. So that's how I got into becoming an emotional resilience coach. Wow. And I feel like those who have gone through whatever you've decided to teach or coach or to help other people in, I feel like those people who have gone through it first and then it's like, okay, I've got like that, that makes it even better because when you are helping, you know, your clients or customers, you're understanding like there's just that relatability that you just get it. And I feel like we don't have to explain, over explain ourselves because you just get it. You understand, you walk through it and it makes that, healing process and that journey so much sweeter because Mm -hmm. you're not you don't have as much of like um I don't know if they can understand me I feel like I have to keep a wall up or something like that but when you know that no she's been through this she can relate and it just makes it so much easier um to dive in so I think that's awesome that's awesome so who you worked with was she a coach also or was she a therapist that was just trained in in trauma yeah so she was she she doesn't call herself a trauma coach let me just put that out there she calls herself a transformation a life transformational coach um 
but me going through the training now, I know that the modalities that she used, because I went and got trained in them too, they're, they're trauma, they're trauma modalities. And um, a lot of times when people hear trauma, that kind of turns them off. It feels like too deep, like, oh, I don't have trauma. But it for me too, I, I was like, I don't have trauma, you know, but trauma can be anything that's too much, too fast, too soon for your nervous system to process. So anything like uh, per, your parents divorcing, you know, a breakup could be like, overwhelming to your nervous system and so um yeah so she she was trained in a, a couple different modalities that she used um but she doesn't call them trauma modalities she calls them transformational life transformational yeah got it so the thing that pulled me into your page on instagram was the phrase highly sensitive person yeah. and that is something I've always known that I'm sensitive. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm just a highly sensitive person. Um, I used to think that maybe it was just like the sign because I don't believe in horoscopes, but I know the different signs mm -hmm. and I'm a cancer born in July. So we tend to be very emotional and sensitive, but, um, I, for the longest, I thought that it was a bad thing. Like it's something, oh, you're too sensitive. Like it was a weakness mm -hmm. and that it was something to be ashamed of. And you have to be stronger and you have to just show up, you know, more independent. Like you've got this and like, don't let people and just hold everything in. But then the older I got and the more wiser I became, I realized it's not necessarily a weakness. It just depends on like, if I allow it to be a weakness, if I allow it to overtake me, but, um, it's also like, I see it as a superpower because mm -hmm. it allows me to be, that's what causes me to be very intuitive with people and have empathy and be able to like, just relate to people um, on a much deeper level than just surface. I'm very, um, like in the Christian world, we say like, you have discernment, like my discernment is very high because mm -hmm. I am so sensitive. I can, I can pick up on things that people normally may not no, it's like, oh, that's just that. Like, no, 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 there's something, there's something deeper there. So when I saw that you talk about like being a highly sensitive person and being ambitious, I was like, now that's something I have not seen anybody <laughs> put together. And that sounds exactly like me. Yeah. <laughs> Let me see more of what she has to say. And everything that you posted, I've just been like, I try not to overdo it with like sharing because I'm like, I could share everything. Overdo it. <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna be like who is this lady like you need to know who she is no overdo she it she's saying all the things that I didn't know how to say that I feel and I'm like yeah. yes I feel seen like she get yeah this is it this is it like this is not weird um and yeah. going through your page and knowing that you've worked with so many women like it's easy to see and just even just thinking of women that I admire and I look up to um mm -hmm. in business and, and um entrepreneurship I'm like yeah, I can see that they're probably the same way too. Like we have a lot of things in common. So yeah. can you break down what a highly sensitive person is and like how a lot of those women tend to be very ambitious and like where that all comes from? Yeah. Um, so highly sensitive person is someone who has the sensory processing sensitivity. It's a trait. So like for me, my biological father was uh, from what I know, he was sensitive, but my mother, super highly sensitive person. And I'm highly sensitive. Um, and then my daughter, without any training or knowing, she comes out the womb, she's a highly sensitive person too. And so it's not, there, I think it's important to realize that there's a difference between someone who's just overly emotional and who's being triggered and, um, and someone who's highly sensitive. So somewhat, and people can get that mixed up. For me, what I found was I was both. I was being triggered. And even when I went and healed all of my, the things that needed to be healed, I learned, wait, I, I am a highly sensitive person. So sometimes people can use highly uh, being sensitive, like, oh, it's, I'm sensitive, but really there it's, it's a trigger, like they're in a trigger response, right? They're in a stress response. Um, so there's a difference. And I think that's important to note too. So um, and the other part of this is ambition. And so ambition, let's define it. It means having or showing a strong desire and determination to succeed, right? So 
the complexity of being someone who's highly sensitive, but also has these strong desires to achieve, right? There has to be an awareness, like you, it is so important to build emotional resilience and have awareness around what causes you to feel overwhelmed or what overstimulates you. You have to be aware of your environment, of what you're doing, because when you, when you're a highly sensitive woman, the sensory processing, the part of that is your senses. So you think sight, smell, taste, um, feel like anything that comes in through your senses, right? And so you have to set your environment up as a highly sensitive woman to where you're not going to constantly be overstimulated because it because we are more sensitive, it's easier for us to be overstimulated or, or, or overwhelmed, let me say. And so when you're ambitious, the complexity is you want to go, you want to go, you want to achieve, you want to do whatever it takes, right, to achieve whatever it is that you want in your life. But at the same time, there's this part of you that's highly sensitive, that needs space, that needs to slow down. And maybe it doesn't need to go all the time, right? It needs to have just like this, this openness and the spaciousness and this calmness. And um, they can collide sometimes because the ambition will, it can drive you into the ground if you allow it if you're not honoring the sensitivity. So highly sensitive and ambitious means I am ambitious. I am determined to do whatever it takes to achieve my goals. But I also honor that I am a sensitive woman and I set my life up in a way to where I check in with myself and I'm honoring what my needs are and setting my environment up that way. So I'm not constantly overstimulated. So I can achieve my ambitions, but in a healthy way, not the, the this way where you hear a lot of men online that will say, um, 10X, go, 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 do, 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 right? Like it's like this yeah. hustle mentality, which it is healthy, I think, to have some hustle there. Like you have to have some ambition, you know, you have to have some drive, but you, it's equally as important for a highly sensitive woman to have that space to have that calmness, to have that peace. And a big part of that is being able to, um, being able to regulate your emotions, being able to um, have emotional resilience, because when you, when you're ambitious, you're going to run into so many challenges. You're going to, especially if you're a mom and a wife, you know, you, there's so many playing parts in your life. So many hats that you wear that the single um, under God, the single most important thing that the thing that matters the most is your ability to lead yourself. And that means leading yourself through difficult, uncomfortable emotions. I love, I love how you said that to lead yourself. And that's, that's how I felt about, um, like, it's okay to be sensitive and have emotions, but it's, but how you are allowing yourself to like allow that to play out is very important because you can have, you can say, Oh, I'm just very stressed out. or I'm just angry. And, and I tell my kids this all the time. I feel like I do a pretty good job with my kids, like helping learning, teaching them how to regulate their emotions mm -hmm. and how to work through, you know, their challenges. And I often tell them like, you are control of yourself. Like, I could tell you what to do all day, but it's up to you to decide if you're going to follow what I'm telling you to do. Mm -hmm. And it's up to you to decide, like, it's okay for you to be angry, but it's up to you to decide how you're going to show and display that anger or that frustration. And it feels very easy to be like on the outside looking in <laughs> to tell them. But then when it comes to me, I find myself like really struggling to pull myself back and be like, okay, Des, calm down. Like you are in control of how you feel right now. You have to, you know, self-lead how you're going to, you know, react to the situation. So um, one of the things that, one of the topics when we were talking about different topics to discuss for the podcast um, was managing overwhelm. And there were a couple others, but that was the biggest one that everybody, I did a poll on Instagram mm -hmm. and majority of people like 62 percent <laughs> so it was overwhelming <laughs> wanted to know how to manage the overwhelm and I believe most of those people um were mothers because like you said you have it's one thing to be like in a controlled environment like you're at work and you're in public so you know okay I have a so um 
so I don't know, social responsibility. I know like how I'm supposed to act in this environment. Like I, I can control myself. Mm-hmm. But then when you're behind closed doors or by yourself, like you, you're in the car and you're sobbing and crying, like everything just releases or you're mm-hmm. at home with the kids and you're stressed out and you're overstimulated mm-hmm. and, and then you find yourself becoming undone that is very difficult when you're in the midst of becoming undone to like try to pull yourself back together. Um, mm-hmm. Cause it's kind of like, it's not, you're, you're in your comforts of your own home, but you feel kind of like you don't have control either. Mm-hmm. So does that make, does that make sense? Oh yeah. It makes sense. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so how would you, how can we handle that overwhelm when we're feeling like, this is larger than me. I am struggling to pull myself back together. I know logically how I'm supposed to act right now and how I'm supposed to behave. I know what I want to do, but it's not translating. (laughs) Like there's a disconnect and I'm feeling myself spiral. How do I pull myself back together? Yeah. So anytime you're in, like, if you find yourself in this position or anytime you feel overwhelmed, there are three things that are going to be your best friend, space, grace, and time. And so you need to separate yourself. If you're not someone who, like, if you're struggling with this, you need to give yourself space. Eventually you'll get to the point once you practice um, emotional, regulating your emotions, you'll get to the point where you can regulate in the moment, just like that. But if you're not at that point and you're like, oh, I'm feeling overwhelmed, you need to give yourself space. So that means going to a safe place in your home where it's just you, whether that's your closet, your bathroom, or at home office give yourself space, like drop what you're doing and do it. It doesn't matter what you're doing. And um, I mean, if you're cooking, turn the stove off, (laughs) (laughs) but go to a safe place to give yourself space. Right. Then you, the time part here is a lot of times when we're overwhelmed, we can feel like this it's part, part of what comes into the overwhelm is I need to get it all done now. Mm -hmm. Right. I have all these things to do and it all needs to be done. And the sense is like, it needs to be done now. And so giving yourself time, like not everything needs to be done right now in this moment. Even if my child is throwing a fit and has really bad attitude, it doesn't need to be addressed right now. Like the most important thing is your ability to regulate yourself and to lead yourself through your challenges because you're the parent, right? So they're look, they're going to be looking to you for their entire lives to be able to lead them. And you can't lead them effectively if you can't even lead yourself in the moment. So the best thing you can do for that kid is to give yourself space and time to check in with yourself. So when you give yourself that time and you're like, okay, not everything needs to be done now. I'm going to go get to a safe, safe place and I'm going to check in with myself. And that part of that time is you're looking within, right, to see what is showing up for you in that moment. And when I say what is showing up for you, I mean, like, what are you feeling? Um, I like to say parts. So we're one person made of many different parts. And that means you can think of the parts like emotions, right? Emotions come and go, they rise and they fall. And so when you feel overwhelmed, you are flooded with emotions, right? It's so, it's, the situation right now is so big that I feel like I'm about to, I'm drowning, right? So when I give myself space, I'm in a safe place. And now I have the time and I'm looking within and I'm saying, like, take a deep breath. What is showing up for me right now? What am I feeling right now? Right. And know that whatever comes up is perfect. Meaning I'm not going to judge it. I'm just going to let it come up because we, in order for us to move past resistance, past overwhelm, we have to lean into it. We have to get curious about it. And you'll notice as soon as you name, I heard this, um, I think by Dr. Dan Siegel in a book that he wrote, you name it to tame it. So as soon as you name what you're feeling, you'll already get a sense of relief. Sometimes that's enough when you go, okay, what am I feeling right now? Oh, I feel anxious. I feel overwhelmed and I'm angry. I'm angry that I feel anxious, that I'm not able to handle this situation, right? Just doing that sometimes is enough. And then you can walk out and you can handle it because you know what to do next. Sometimes you take it a step further. Okay, I feel angry and I also feel anxious and overwhelmed. Then you can ask yourself, why? 
what, like, what are, why are these feelings here? And the answer will be there. Okay. I'm anxious because my kid just is screaming and won't stop screaming. He's throwing a tantrum. And I have a deadline at work that I have to do, or I have a project that I need to turn in and I need to make dinner. And so I have all these things going on and it's making me feel really anxious. Like I got to get it all done. And then I'm angry because I don't have it all done and I can't manage my kids screaming and getting it all done. You know what I mean? So when you, when you, when you ask yourself why it'll, the answer will come because what you're doing is you're tuning into yourself when you're overwhelmed. It's so much noise outside of you and your focus is like there, 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 there. And when you, when you feel overwhelmed, your body's like, Hey, pay attention to me. Anytime you feel those uncomfortable emotions, it's a sign. I need to look, I need to get curious about what I'm feeling right now. And so the why comes up and you will get more release, right? And then the next thing you can do is ask yourself, what do I need? Or what does this part of me need right now? What does this anger need? I just want to scream so loud right now, scream in a pillow. I just need to a, a five minute break. I need to go on a walk by myself. You like, you'll get all the answers because it's you, you're the one with the needs. And what happens is when we're busy, when we're moms and we were ambitious, we're working, whether that's in corporate or running your own thing or having a side gig, we're constantly busy with work and other people's needs. And we forget about our own and then our own needs are suffocated. So this practice of giving yourself space, grace, and time is bringing your needs back up to awareness and saying, Hey, what is it that I need? Because you cannot be an effective uh, worker, employee, an effective business owner, or an effective mom or wife, unless you can lead yourself. And this is you leading yourself. This is you checking in with yourself so you can do the things that you need to do so that you're regulated and you're able to be a more effective mom. Meaning when I'm regulated, my kids, I can help them be regulated more effectively without yelling at them without being impatient, right? So it always comes back to you and it's not selfish, it's necessary. And if you wanna be the best mom and wife and worker and business owner, this is necessary because emotions, a lot, a lot, all of our decisions, I'm gonna to dare to say are based on our emotions. They come from a place of emotion. We're either avoiding pain or we're going after a good feeling, right? We're avoiding pain or chasing pleasure. That's even when it comes to like living for God, it feels good to worship. It feels good. We want to go like everything. The the emotion is at the root of everything that we do. God made us as feeling creatures. Yeah. And, and so, yeah, so giving yourself space and time. And then the grace comes in with the fact that you, you, I think a lot of um, our default is, is to beat ourselves up. You know, if you haven't had, someone who taught you how to love on yourself and to show grace to not just others, but you, the default is I'm, I can't believe I can't, I don't have all this together. I can't believe I missed the deadline. I can't believe my, uh, like I'm failing as a parent because my child, like you're beating yourself up. And so the grace is saying, wow, I don't have it all together right now. I am losing it right now. And that's okay. And I forgive myself for it. Right. I just yelled at my, my kid. And you come in and you're crying and you're sad and you're beating yourself up because of what you did. I should have known better. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I forgive myself for that. Yeah. I forgive myself for not meeting the mark. And now I know what to do. Like I'm here, I'm regulated now. I know I, I can go and apologize to my kid and let them know I was wrong for what I did. And I can do better next time by checking with myself before I get to the point where I'm overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's that's what I would recommend for managing overwhelm, checking in with yourself. It seems simple. So it's like, uh, but when you, when you discipline yourself to actually do it, it will change your life. Like you will find so much relief just in that space, grace, and time. I love that. And it's funny because my mug that I picked up was my grace yourself. <laughs> I'm, always, oh, I'm always trying to remind myself to do that. Grace yourself and great. Give yourself grace. And I tell other women to do that too. Um, we have so much on our plate. Rarely is yes. it that we only have one thing to focus on. We have so many different things coming at us. And mm-hmm. 
we have to be mindful like hey i've got a lot going on like no you know it's natural that i may feel overwhelmed or stressed out or have these yeah. feelings this is natural this is not weird like there is no such thing as a true superwoman like and multitasking and trying to do like it's a lot it really mm -hmm. is a lot so um giving yourself grace is very very important i strongly believe in that and when i tell myself that it does help me like okay all right it's not the end of the world does <laughs> mm -hmm. we're gonna get through this and what you yeah. said about time um faith um I have definitely been allowing myself to do that more often. I have to be more, um, I have to do a better job and I will forgive myself like you said to do. I'm not always doing it the right way. Cause sometimes I will leave the house um, if, and, I, and I'm pretty open and honest <laughs> on my podcast and everywhere. So there was one day, one night when the kids were home, my boys are, seven and four and they were just like it just would not stop and I just felt like so overwhelmed and I did I usually have earplugs I can't I need to go buy some new ones <laughs> that help reduce the sound because I realized like oh I'm getting overstimulated sound is a big thing for me that mm -hmm. I realized in the past yep. year so I got those loop earplugs um and that's not a plug you guys <laughs> I got the earplugs and, and they help just like minimize. Sometimes I just wish like, oh, if I could have like hearing aids and just turn down the volume, like mm -hmm. I could manage this. And so I got those earplugs to help reduce the sound just to mute. I can still hear what's going on, but it just helps like bring everything down. And I, as soon as I put them in, I just feel like my whole body just like relaxed. Yeah. So that particular day, I did not have my earplugs. I didn't know where they were. So I couldn't reduce the noise. I knew that if I went into my office, anywhere I went into the house, like I could still hear it, hear them. And I just, I just needed to get out. Like it was kind of like a flight, fight or flight situation. So I, I don't even know if I told them I'd be back. I just got in the car and I left and I went around the block. I knew that they were safe. They, nothing, there was nothing on the stove. I knew that they were safe. And so I left and just drove a couple of times around the block and then came back in and I felt so much better. But for them, now I felt like that was traumatic for them because they're like, mommy left and she abandoned us. And they're very good with their vocabulary. And I think I've done an overly great job of like helping them learn how to express <laughs> and mm -hmm. verbalize what they're feeling in their thought process. So they're telling me, all, and then that made me feel like horrible. Like here I am trying to take a minute for myself, but yet the way that I chose to do it was not good because now they're looking at it as if you know the next time I do this mommy's gonna abandon me she's gonna leave and not come back kind of mm -hmm. thing so I'm still working with the residue of that mm -hmm. but definitely like going into the room or going into my closet closing the door just like verbalizing to them like I need some space right now I found that that really helps just yeah the I need to do that more often just verbalize like hey this is a lot right now. And just being honest with them and they understand it, even if they're seven or four, like they get it. <laughs> mm -hmm. I need a timeout right now. I need to have a reset and do that. And it really does. It does help take the edge off um, to do that. And then I yeah. also do, like you said, to just check in with myself, like, why am I feeling these ways? And I go even like more, even basic, like, is it because I'm tired? Am I hungry? Do I need to go eat something? Um, Am I feeling rushed? Do I need to like slow down? Um, mm -hmm. So that always, like what you said was like perfect because it's, and it's confirming because I, I do that too in a, in a sense. Yeah. So, so uh, a couple of things come up here. Um, as highly sensitive women, the quickest way to feel overwhelmed is to try to multitask. Mm. And I had to learn that the hard way whether and for because I'm highly sensitive like for example if I'm driving my kids to school I noticed I would try to listen to a podcast while I'm driving them and they want to talk and I would get frustrated like why are you guys talking right now then I realized wait a minute why am I trying to listen to a podcast right now like I can't do both then I, then I started playing music then I was like I can't even put on music and listen to them at the same time because it's too it's more actually it's more than two things because I'm driving listening mm -hmm. to music and and trying to talk to them. So now when we drive, the music is very low or it's off completely. So what uh, the next thing that comes up, so multitasking, don't try to multitask. 
just focus on, be very present with what you're doing in the moment. Then there's sometimes where it's kind of impossible to turn off the noise, not impossible, but let's say you're cooking Mm -hmm. and the kids are just loud. So, so setting up when I, earlier, when I said setting up your environment for you as a highly sensitive person, for me, what I found is like, I can't have family downstairs with me talking and kids arguing and husband, you know, whatever he's doing, it's just too much sound and too much movement for me. I need to be able to have the kitchen when I'm cooking quiet, Mm -hmm. there needs to be order. And so what, where this, where this, where boundary comes in. So it's like, okay, guys, mommy's cooking. If you're going to be down here, you need to be quiet. Otherwise you can go play outside in the back or you can go play upstairs. Right. I need the sound same as you. I need the, like you, but the, I need a sound at a certain level and it needs to be like, I play a lot of soothing, calming music or like, I'll turn on a nature documentary or something. But, um, a part of this, like being able to set those boundaries and, and notice when you're overwhelmed is the practice of checking with yourself is so powerful because when, when you find yourself to the point where you're triggered, where you're just like, Oh, like you, you hit that fight or flight response. That means you're not, it's, it's too late. Like you've, you yeah. haven't checked. It's not too late, but rather there was an opportunity for you to check in before. Cause it's not from, from my personal experience, it's not that as soon as the sound happens, I'm like losing, losing it. Like I need, I need to get out of here. Right. Like you guys are just driving me nuts. Like when I was cooking, it's not when, right. When they make the sound, unless I'm being triggered then by something from my past, but it's often a buildup and it can be a fast buildup. So the key here as a sensitive woman is for us to notice and really pay attention to what are those triggers for us. Like, what is, is it sound for me? Like it took me a long time to learn like, okay, (laughs) this sound, um, this chaos in the kitchen is too much. I already know before I go in the kitchen now that that chaos is too much. I've trained my family now. They know when mommy's down there, no chaos downstairs. Um, but before it's like, it's paying attention. And, and that means paying attention to you. Mm-hmm. What are you feeling in your body? Yeah. Like, are you feeling discomfort tense? Are you feeling a tightness in your head? Are your shoulders tensing up? Um, I remember going to the grocery store and I've always had social anxiety. I didn't know what that word was until my adult life, but my whole life I struggled with it. Cause you know, when I was younger, I, I was selectively mute. I, I didn't talk in school all the way until I was like middle school. And they thought something was like wrong with me. Well, something was wrong with me. I was, I had so much anxiety, right? So the teachers would call on me. I would get bad grades. I couldn't see the board. I wouldn't speak up. I didn't have friends because I wouldn't talk. I just sat there with my arms folded, my mouth closed. My, my teachers would always say, um, Justina, she just stares at me with those big eyes and she won't say anything. And I remember the kids used to tease me because I just wouldn't talk. And that when I was that young, I didn't know what it was. But when I look back now, it was just way overstimulating for me, like being in this room of strangers. And we moved a lot. So it was always new schools, new, new faces, new kids, unfamiliar (laughs) in public school. There's a, there's too many kids for a highly sensitive person. That highly sensitive child walks in there and they're immediately over overwhelmed because it's unsafe. It's unfamiliar. They don't know it. Um, and so that was me when I was younger. So anyways, I remember walking in the grocery store and at, when I started to do this work and learning how to regulate my emotions and paying attention to my body, I noticed that my hands at the end of the shopping were so tight. Um, like, and I realized I had so much pressure, so much tension. I was holding the cart. I hold the cart, like not anymore, but I used to hold the cart like this <laughs> so tight to where I would be sore afterwards because I was wow. scared. I did it. And this happened all the way up until three years ago. That's when I no- first noticed it. Wow. It's like, yeah. When I started doing like the learning emotional regulation and I, I was like, oh my goodness. Every time I go into public spaces, like in a grocery store, I'm this tense. And then I would wonder why I have a headache and I'm, because I'm going in there overstimulated, scared. <laughs> I don't feel safe. Right. But I never would have known that I would have continued to be irritable at my children at everyone because I'm like trying to rush through like let's get the groceries and get out I yeah. never would have known that had I not started doing um 
emotional regulation and paying attention, checking in with myself. So because I checked in with myself, I was able to see, oh, there's a tenseness in my hands. Let me, let me, let me rest them a little bit. Hey, I'm safe. I'm okay. Yeah. I'm an adult. Nothing's going to happen. That's a big one. Reminding yourself I'm safe. I'm okay. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And so that same thing applies to every area of your life. So when you're at home with the kids, check in with yourself, meaning like do a body scan from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. Where do you sense tightness, tension, heaviness? Mm, That's the first, first step, right? Where, what am I feeling in my body? And then emotions are usually attached to those. And you can say, what am I feeling? Oh, oh, there's a tightness in my head. What is this feeling here? Okay. I'm stressed right now. Oh, why am I stressed? Right. But you have to talk, you have to give awareness to those parts, like the tension, Mm -hmm. give awareness to the emotion and allow it to talk back to you. And it sounds silly, but it's you talking back to you. But, and the reason why I say that is because we have a, a very, uh, our, a brain that wants to, if you're ambitious, you want to solve all the problems you want to, Like I need, okay, what's the solution here, 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 we need to do this. But the, the giving your space, yourself space, grace, and time. Part of that is giving it to yourself and a lot, instead of trying to manage what needs to happen, you're stopping, you're pausing and you're saying, what is like, what, am, what do I really need? Like, what is my body telling me right now? Because we can ignore our needs and mm-hmm. try to bulldoze, bulldoze all of the different parts of us because we have things to do and it should look a certain way. It needs to look a certain <laughs> way. So let me go out. Okay. What, 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 what needs to happen right now? No, no, no. It's not about what needs to happen. It's about what, what, sh- what's showing up for me right now in my body what am I feeling right now? What am I sensing right now? And a, a, a great part of this, because a lot of people, when they hear emotions, they're like, don't follow your emotions. Don't like, don't get all into your emotions. Like we, we don't, we're not led by emotions, right? That's what people try to say. Like they try to go away from emotion, but when you lean into the emotion and you see, what am I feeling? What am I sensing? It's not about now let me let that lead my life. It's actually quite opposite. If you're not checking in with yourself, you're being led by your emotions, especially if you're a highly sensitive person. You don't even realize it and you're being led by your emotions. When you do check in with yourself, that's where you can bring your thinking brain, your prefrontal cortex can come online and connect with your emotional brain and say, wait a minute, this feeling, this feeling is here. I feel it. I sense it. I get it. But you know what? This story that's attached to this feeling is not true. Like this is not true for me right now. I can handle this. So it's actually the opposite. You're not being led by your emotions. Instead, you're coming in and you're leading yourself through the emotion. You're saying, I feel it. I sense it. I get it. I give myself grace. But what is true in this moment? Who am I in this moment? I know who I am because what happens when you, when you're stuck in that stress response, when you, when you go into overwhelm and and common, commonly, it's like, when you're overwhelmed, you're in that, um, you're either in fight or flight and then you go into like shutdown. Right. And you're so into your emotion, you're so sunk in it, but when you check in with yourself and you do that whole process, you're able to bring awareness to what you're feeling and lead yourself through it. So you're not being led by the emotion, by reacting, by shutting down, by, um, fighting, like being angry or trying to leave or trying to like, uh, sulk in your emotion, like go and doom scroll on Instagram or, or go drink or go watch Netflix, like a, a garbage show, right? You're not doing those things. You're not reacting to your emotion. You're leading your emotion. You're leading those emotions through those emotions, right? You're leading yourself through them. And then you, you what you'll find out, find out is that you don't have to do all of those things. You don't have to do the things that, you know, when you're normally triggered and you want to go to, to soothe the pain. You want to like, Oh, I I need some release right now. You don't have to do those things because you've just led yourself through the emotion. That's so good. I, I did like you were saying about the multitasking. That's a hard thing for me. I think I may have been able to multitask before kids. It could be a dream that I thought I was able to, but I definitely cannot now, I mean, I do it, I make it happen, but it comes at a price a lot of times. Yes. And I always um, 
I really noticed it during 2020 um, when the kids were home and I was doing artwork. Um, if y'all didn't know, I'm an artist. If you're seeing the video, you see the art in the background. <laughs> but I was working on art, um, some paintings, um, and I just felt so like so frustrated because they were home. I was used to them being in daycare or being at school. And now, you know, quarantine, everybody's here at home. I'm still trying to be ambitious and get this work out to mm -hmm. sell. So it felt like very, like I have to do this, but I also have to take care of them. And they're also running around. And I know that I need to separate the two. I cannot do both at the same time, but I still felt myself wanting to mm -hmm. paint because that relieved some of the stress for me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so it was like, the thing that is relieving my stress is also causing me stress because I'm trying to do it at the same time or, you know, what I'm stressed about. Mm -hmm. So that was very challenging for me. And I'm, I'm, I still find myself um, kind of sneaking away when I'm feeling stressed. I'll find something to paint or create or do. Even if it's just like five minutes, I'll just slip in. And then the minute that they interrupt me, it's like, ah, you know, so I really have to work on that on like just, I mean, and I even write it in my, on my planner, like pick up the boys dinner, be present with the kids. Like I've been writing that down in my planner this week. I have not done it, <laughs> but because I'm always like, I need to escape, like you said, like escape to like find pleasure, avoid the pain or the stress. But I just, I feel, I'm feeling like it's very, you know, talking to you, I'm feeling like this is a priority. I have to make that a priority to not try to do a whole bunch of things at one time. Like if I'm going to do yes. well, like I owe it to myself to not try to do all the things, mm -hmm. even if I'm capable of doing it, doesn't mean that I have to, because the end result may not be what I, what I feel good about. Like, I'll be glad that I got the stuff done, but inside I'm like, I don't like how it came about. Yeah. And it affects our, it affects our emotions. Like it affects our mood. It affects how we show up. Right. And I think like when we do things for ourselves, necessary, like we need to do things for ourselves. I think what is important there, like for us as highly sensitive women who are also ambitious is the boundaries. Like I, I have this time for you mm -hmm. and I have this time for me and respect has to happen both ways. Meaning I'm going to respect that I have this time for you and I'm going to be fully present with you. But when it's mommy's time to go in her office or for in your case to paint, in my case to write and read, um, don't, don't come unless it's an emergency. Don't, don't open that door. <laughs> go to your daddy. <laughs> and that's what I try to do. Like, I'm like, okay, does just wait till husband comes home and he can deal with them and he's he's really good at that of like letting me have my space because he gets it he will be the guard like nope don't worry you going mm -mm, come back over here and leave her alone she's doing this <laughs> um so I I need to so it's not that I don't have the opportunity to have separate time for myself like now they're at school I could never do this while they were here like no way um <laughs> so they're away at school but I need to do a better job of respecting my boundaries and um and if I want others to respect my boundaries it has to start with me like I have to I have to do that first so oh thank yeah thank you for like helping me pull that together story of all of our lives like building that self-trust with ourselves and keeping our word to ourselves like that's something that we all like we uh, yeah especially if you're a highly sensitive person yes it's something that we're all working on so how can people work with you? Um, how can they reach out to you and connect with you? How does, how does that work? If they yeah. wanted to, they've heard the, the episode, they've seen the video and they're like, okay, I need to work with her. Uh -huh. How do I make this happen? Yeah. I'm excited to bring out more programs later this year, but right now the only way that you can work with me is one-on-one. -on -one. It's in my one-on-one -on -one, uh, coaching program called Emotionally Resilient. And that you can go to my Instagram. That's where I live. <laughs> so Justina B Butler, and then also my podcast. Hello, Justina. That's where I live. And you can go there learn more. Um, you'll find the links to work with me and all the good stuff. And I'll make sure to have your links in the description of this episode. Um, and if this makes it to YouTube, God willing, <laughs> it will be there too. <laughs> yes. You know, the, po the post tech editing life. <laughs> mm -hmm. so that's a whole different story. <laughs> 
Awesome. Is there any last words that you would want to leave with us? Um, just one thing that if any, there was nothing else that anybody remembers, like one thing that you would want them to take with them to remember. Mm. Forgive yourself for all the ways that you don't meet the mark. Mm. Yeah, every day. <laughs> wow, that hit. <laughs> that hit for all the ways. Yeah, say that one more time. That was good. Forgive was yourself good. for all the ways that you don't meet the mark every day. That's so good. Thank you so much, Justina. I really appreciate you taking the time to be with us. Yes. This was so, so good. And I hope and pray that everybody listening or watching that you were able to get a lot out of this, or at least one thing to take with you that will help push you in the right direction, maybe even understand yourself more. I'm big on like, we always think that we're the only ones dealing with certain situations or experiencing um, experiences or feelings. But I guarantee you, even if there's nobody in your proximity, there is somebody in the world who gets what you're going through yes. and who feels the same way that you do. So you are never alone. And I hope that if you've been feeling alone, that you have come across this and now you realize, oh, it's not just me. I'm not weird. I'm not odd. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this is normal. This is natural. And there is ways for me to get help. And there's ways for, ways for me to lead myself through these emotions and feelings. Yes. So thank you again. And until next time, you guys be blessed. Thank you. Okay, one more thing before you go. If you found any value to this episode, please don't just keep it to yourself, girl. Spread the word. You never know who needs it too. So what you can do is screenshot this episode and post it to social media. Don't forget to tag me at Desiree Ofori. You can share the link with someone special or give us a rating and review on Spotify or Apple iTunes. Like I said, you just never know who else needs this. So thanks so much for your support. And until next time, be blessed.